Hey fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Thursday, January 28th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Good morning, my friends. I am on a long trek this morning to the west side of the state. I'm not sure I will be doing more than just the one podcast this morning. If you recall, last time I took this trip, I did, I think, seven or eight podcasts in one day. I called it my binge cast. We'll see. If the Lord gives me stuff to say, I'll do multiples, but we'll see. Recently, I uh, had a conversation with somebody about deep issues. He was kind of talking about how he's almost depressed seeing the world and the state it's in, you know, where people hurt other people. I mean, and what's the point of that? And just really getting depressed. And I was trying to do my best to listen and hear what was not being spoken. And at one point, I just felt like I needed to interject that though the world has got its flaws... I still have hope for humanity. Well, maybe not humanity in general, but I have hope for humans, individuals, who put their trust in something more than just themselves. And you see, when I was talking to this guy, I tried to convey that. I let him know that I believed in God, that I believed that there were reasons why the earth is flawed and even confirming that I am flawed and he is flawed and he would agree with me you know he realizes that the world is messed up place and it's not the world it's not just the world and he's fine he realizes that he is messed up too we're all messed up but God came so that we could get cleaned up and turned around. I guess I just felt like talking about that a little bit because, you know, when I'm talking to you, if you disagree with me, I don't know about it. So I just keep on going. But when I was talking to this gentleman, you know, he had disagreements with me. He really had a hard time believing in God, in something outside of just what you can see. And he had been to church. You know, that has, going to church has nothing to do with what your heart believes. It might help encourage you to help others and help them in their walk and let their walk help you. But it's no guarantee of anything. And his, from his point of view, The world was messed up. He couldn't see a solution to it. Never saw a solution to it. And I think that's maybe where his problem is. I think that maybe his thought is that if if there is a God, then he's obviously got to have a solution to this thing. Because he can't let the earth go like this. And there'll be future talks, I'm sure, that I'll have with him. Because then I could tell him, you're right, there is a plan, but it's a bigger plan. It's a 
it's it's a better plan than just getting all the world leaders together and agreeing to have a kumbaya party. It's a bigger plan. It's a plan that involves some supernatural stuff. Stuff that might be hard to swallow if you don't believe in God in the first place. So I don't know. I'm not sure the direction I'm going to take. I mean, in one respect, I believe that it was no mistake that we were talking about that that one night. And I'm thinking perhaps I'm in the position I'm in to help that man come to a different understanding about God. You never know. I remember one time I spoke to a high school student. No, I'm sorry. It was a young college student. And this was when I was probably five years out of college. And this college student was one of these guys that he visited our church. I don't know how that all happened, but he was visiting. He's one of these guys that did a lot of thinking, deep thinking. You know, sit and stare at the stars and wonder about philosophy and life and the whole business. And I remember I was engaged in a conversation with him. And now you know me, I don't like to talk surface stuff. I like to talk deep stuff. Well, this is full of deep. But sometimes you can get so deep that you're wading through muck and mire and smelly stuff and it doesn't do you any good contemplating the deeper meaning of things when even the normal meaning of things you, you're missing out on. We'd have philosophical conversations about what's man's place in the universe and... and but I should have known better because I was getting sucked in. You know, you can get sucked into conversations. You can get sucked into thought patterns. And that's what was happening. You start getting sucked too much into that. And now you start using all of what you've been talking about as defense for the next thing you're talking about. And before you know it, you're in a circular reasoning where a bunch of junk you're talking about is defending the bunch of next junk you're talking about. Uh, it doesn't work. You have to find you have to find a standard. You need to find something that you ground your discussion in. And that's where it's kind of hard for Christians because we ground our belief on some things that are require faith. You know, most everything that I believe depends on the fact that there is a God, that He had a Son who came to earth in a human form, lived sinless, was a valid sin sacrifice to cover me, to cover my faults, and yours too, and arose victorious on the third day and took His place next to the Father in heaven. And he is ruling and reigning today and he has given us the keys to the kingdom, essentially. And that, that right there is a foundation for me. I believe that to be true and so things that I believe have that as its cornerstone. And so when I'm talking to like that first guy, 
who is kind of depressed about the state of the world. My foundation rests in one who came to earth, redeemed me, and redeemed mankind, and essentially said, you know what, no matter what the devil, whatever the world, whatever the circumstance shoves down your throat, I am the healer and I can heal it and redeem it and turn it around and set you in a higher place. He's done it before at the cross and he continues to do it today. That's a f- that fills me up with faith and hope and a vision for the future. But if you don't have that, I can see like the second guy I was talking to where you're so philosophically grounded in thought which is dangerous because thought varies so it's like trying to build your house on the sand I like deep thought I like talking about that kind of stuff but at some point you gotta bring it you gotta bring it home bring your conversations to the place of foundation you might be encountering people who have questions they don't know they have questions is what I'm thinking that's what I'm kind of thinking here they might not have questions they've got or I'm sorry they don't maybe don't have a lot of answers but they have a lot of questions and I guess when you're engaged in conversation with people like that I guess I need to remember this because it's going to come up soon for me I'm sure that for you and for me I think we need to state our foundational belief because I felt like I was going in circles because I felt like it couldn't really define where I was coming from fully and why I was coming from that point from that perspective so I guess what I need to do and what we all should do is remember what we are putting our foundation on and be able to describe it to others if they've got questions and they don't have the answers and they're talking to you perhaps God knows this conversation was going to happen and it's up to you to know what your foundation is in and to share your faith. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Share our faith. Let God be the one to help convince them in their heart and soul that your foundational beliefs might just be what they were lacking. Stick to your guns. Don't waver. Don't water down your foundational belief just so that you can have a conversation with them. It might just be that they are seeking that conversation. They might not know it, but maybe they're seeking that conversation with you because down deep in the spirit, God knew that you would be solid in your defense of him. You have great opportunity to change the world. You know how? It's not by becoming the the president of the United States and making law and decisions and stuff. Although, if that's your thing, go for it. But no, I'm saying you can change the world just by changing one person's life. Because you never know what that one person will do. Maybe they're the one that's going to be the president and have influence over many. 
maybe you're the one who's going to have influence over many and never set foot in the White House. Maybe you'll be like a Mother Teresa or a Gandhi. Or maybe you'll just be you and that'll be enough. Our mandate is to share the love of Christ with other people. But it's not just to love other people. I was just realizing that, no, we're to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're to, we're to convert. We're to help convert people. You can share the love of God in the, in the way where you're loving people. But is that really sharing the love of God if you're not helping them escape certain death and destruction? I mean, that's really what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be helping people. You know, I could have sat there and with with a couple of those guys I, I was just talking about, I could have just talked to them about, you know, well, I believe this. And, you know, everybody's got their own thing they believe. Maybe we ought to be a little bit more strong in our convictions and and say, well, look, it's really easy for you, for me, to believe that there is no God or there there is no answer. But I came to a point one time when I realized that I was at the end of anything I could come up with, anything I could dream up. I was at the end of it. It wasn't going to do me any good. And I had to put my faith and trust in something outside of myself. And once I did that, he, he made himself known in such a powerful way that I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that he exists and that he does care for me and that he does want a relationship with me and you. And he is knocking at the door of your heart saying, I'm here, I've been here the whole time. And those are the kind of conversations that I think are the ones that go down in history, in your history, as meaningful, impactful, and full of life change. I'm sure I'll have this conversation with that first guy. You can be praying for me that I, I'm able to convey what I need to convey to him. The second one, the second guy the college student in the in the middle of our conversation I realized what was going on is it's subtle but he was operating in a in pride I think and like I said it's very subtle it's not haughty but it's a pride it's a it's a believing that you know since you've thought up all this stuff all these patterns for thinking and life and consciousness and whatever else new aginess that we were talking about because you thought it all up and really devoted energy toward it that you know you you've maybe figured it out man you're not going to figure it out you can do all the thinking you want i mean even as a christian I can't figure it all out. I can't figure God out. But because He loves me and He cares for me and has shown me the way, it makes me kind of want to figure Him out more and more. I'm trying to think, you know, I, I've had times where I've doubted God. 
And I keep coming back to this thing where, uh, I'll be honest, I think about if I, if I really didn't believe that God was there. And this is a fight. This is a fight the enemy brings to your door all the time. I think about if God wasn't there and I choose to reject everything that I have had my foundation on because I'm wanting my own way of thinking, wanting my own, you know, just because I would believe that he doesn't exist and this whole thing is just a sham, a scam, a bamboozle. I think about my kids at that point and what we've put into our kids and what we've trained our kids and taught our kids. And I I think to myself, if I would reject what Jesus has done for me, then it's very hypocritical for me to want them to keep following Jesus Christ and, and the teachings that we've put into them. It would be very hypocritical for me to do that. So what I would want to do to not be hypocritical, then I would have to basically undo the teaching that I've given to my kids. I mean, I'm just being transparent with you guys. If I, if I really sat down and thought about it, I would be in a state of selfishness if I wanted to live my own way and not follow what God has laid out for me. And if I were to do that, to be non-hypocritical, I'd have to tell my kids, you know, you shouldn't believe this stuff either. There's no way in the world I can, I can do that. And when I, when I think about that, I know. I know the Father's heart is in me for my kids. And it's a confirmation that he's there. I don't know. It seems like a weak thing that even I would have doubts sometimes. But in in a in one sense, I guess I'm strong enough to be able to tell you about it. I think it'd be a good opportunity right now to pray. So let's do this. Whether you're a believer or not, let's pray. This we'll just take this moment right now. I mean if you if you don't believe in God, if you're one of these people who just doesn't know what to think about this whole God thing and Jesus and all that. But you have questions. I'm gonna ask that you do something right now and, and that's simply close your eyes and with your heart just be in agreement with this prayer. I promise I will not manipulate you in this prayer. We're simply going to ask the Lord God to reveal himself to you right now. That's it. And you know what? I I would think, I would hope that you would be able to agree with that with me right now. Because really, if you are looking and you haven't found what you're looking for, as Bono would say, and if God could show himself to you right now, don't you think you'd want to open yourself up to that? 
Like I said, I'm not going to manipulate you. Let's go into prayer right now. Lord, we come before you in prayer simply to talk with you, simply to hear from you. And many of us, Lord, have had times where we doubt. We don't know what we're to believe. We don't know what's truth. What we, we get confused. There's so many opinions in the world, it's just hard to know what the right one is. But Lord, I believe in you. I believe that you exist. I believe that you pre-existed time and you are there and are listening to this very prayer. I ask, Lord, that you would speak to everyone who's engaged in this prayer right now. Speak to our hearts. Remind us of your presence. Remind us that you've been with us all this time. And help us to see you in ways that we never thought possible. We don't want to be manipulated, Lord. We want to simply hear your voice. We don't want to get emotional and and base that on just emotion. So we quiet our heart and we just listen. Help us to do that during the busyness of the day when it might be easier to focus so much on our own thinking that we totally ignore you. Help us to hear you. I thank you, Lord that you are speaking to us right now. Maybe in a small voice, maybe in a big voice, but your voice is not withheld from us. Lord, open the heavens for us so that we can see a blessing in our lives, a hope, a vision, a path forward. We thank you that we can come before you at any time and touch home base. Amen. You know, if you don't know what the next step is, you know, I'm truly believing that the Lord spoke to you something, gave you some kind of sign, even just a comfort in your heart, some kind of a peace that flooded over you, something. And I believe that he can do that anytime. So if you need that often, then go to him often. And if you don't think you need that, go to him often anyway, because you'll get it and you'll start craving it. You'll start craving that peace like you crave anything that you people crave. Find out more about the Lord God. Find out if I'm telling you the truth. Don't take my word for it. See what God's word says. Open the word of God and hear his heart through the whole thing 
and live in peace and pray for those who persecute you. And when you get confused like we sometimes do, when we get focused on temporal things and we need to find our foundation again, look to the word of the Lord. Look to the word of the Lord, whether it be written in his word or whether it be spoken into your heart. Spend those times with him so that his peace can flood over your soul. And I will catch you on the flip.